0: You're listening to the Flow on Effect podcast, a podcast that is intended to educate women about pelvic floor and pregnancy-related conditions, presented by two physiotherapists, Charlotte and Heidi, who specialise in the area of pelvic floor and are based in Sydney's Sutherland Shire. Materials and content in this podcast are intended as general information only and should not be substituted for individualised medical advice, diagnosis or treatment.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. So today we're gonna to talk about pelvic girdle pain. Um, we see this a lot in pregnancy, so it affects approximately one in five women during their pregnancy. So today, Heidi is gonna tell us a little bit more about what it is and what we can do as physios to treat it. So Heidi, first of all, can you tell us what is included in the term pelvic girdle pain and where it presents in the pelvis exactly? Yep, so
0: first of all, um pelvic girdle pain includes both pubic symphysis pain and SIJ pain, which is sacroiliac joint pain. And so pubic symphysis pain is right at the pubic bone, so at the front of the pelvis. And then your sacroiliac joints are at the back of the pelvis. So where your sacrum, that kind of triangle shaped bone at the back of your lower back connects onto the sides of your pelvis. And so that's where it sort of presents. And those are the two sort of terms or issues that we're talking about when we're calling it pelvic
1: girdle pain. So can they have it in like one of those areas or all of those areas? Does it matter to be called pelvic girdle pain?
0: So it includes one or more of any of those. So you can have pubic symphysis pain on its own. You can have one side of the sacroiliac joint that's inflamed. You can have both sides of the sacroiliac joints, or you can have all three.
1: Yeah. Okay, so why are these conditions so common in pregnancy?
0: Yeah, so you can actually get the same injuries outside of pregnancy, but we're going to talk about it today specifically as it relates to pregnancy. So in pregnancy, the main reason that we see that it's really common is because of the changes in your pregnancy hormones during pregnancy. And so it's still being researched as to what exactly causes the laxity in these joints um, whether it's relaxin whether it's estrogen um, but we know that it's definitely a lot to do with the hormones that causes a an increase in laxity across those joints which would otherwise be providing lots of stability to those joints and that's why without that joints to well without that ligament stability you then become increasingly reliant on your muscles for stability and so if you don't have really strong pelvic muscles then your joint is at higher risk of kind of becoming inflamed
1: yep. and it being painful so what are the symptoms that someone comes in with in pregnancy when they have pelvic girdle pain
0: Um, So the biggest report of painful activity I guess is with walking. So women will come in and say like if they've been walking all day or if they have to stand and walk around for their work or if they go for a long walk that they're like crippled in pain afterwards. Um, Other things are like walking up and down stairs, if they're doing lots of single leg activities at the gym. and rolling over at night time, or getting in and out of the car, anytime essentially where you've got more weight on one leg than the other, that's when these joints are being loaded. Is in weight bearing, so quite often their weight bearing exercises or activities that we find are the most painful. And so when we actually assess you in the clinic, um, we ask you to like point to exactly where this where the pain's coming from and quite often we'll find with women who are presenting with pelvic girdle pain that with a single finger they can kind of literally point to either right at the front of the groin or at the back on the sides sort of not across the lower back it tends to be quite low like near bottom muscles almost um that they can kind of point to a single spot that that kind of draws our attention to okay this is pretty likely to be pelvic girdle pain
1: yeah which is different than if someone comes in with, like, lower back pain. And it's
0: yeah, it's much and more kind of generalised, yeah. yeah, whereas this is really kind of pinpoint on the spot. They can kind of feel where that inflammation is coming from.
1: Yeah. So in the clinic, Heidi, when is the most common time that kind of people present with pelvic girdle pain? So
0: most common, it's around 28 weeks, um, so towards that kind of third trimester, again, once the body's starting to prepare for birth and all the hormones are increasing, the ligaments are starting to loosen a little bit, but it can vary. So some women can get it really early in pregnancy, like literally almost as early as they find out they're pregnant, their body starts to change and they're starting to feel these pains. Um, And then sometimes it can come on later than the 28 week mark, um, again, as those hormones are changing and the body's starting to get looser and loosen the pelvis to prepare for birth.
1: Yeah. And do you find that um women are more sick in the first trimester and then they start to get back into exercise and get pain i commonly find that
0: yes so women who are really sick initially can't exercise can't do their normal what they've been doing pre-pregnancy and so they have this real break from doing exercise and then once their morning sickness is gone they're like okay let's get nice and strong, let's get fit and they go back to doing all their single leg exercises. They might be doing step ups, lunges, yeah. all those sorts of things that that can then set it off.
1: Yeah. So I think definitely they need to gradually get back into exercise yeah. to help try and prevent it. Mm. Um so how do we treat pelvic girdle pain when it comes on? So the first thing that
0: we look at is the muscle strength around the pelvis and the biggest or the best way most effective way to try and relieve pain is to try and stabilize the pelvis by getting your muscles really strong. So we do lots of glute strengthening, lots of core strengthening to try and offload the pressure that's just going through those joints. Um, But the other things that can be really helpful are like pelvic belts. Sometimes we'll do taping around the pelvis to try and provide that stability that's not being provided by the ligaments. Um, Belly bands can be supportive just to try and sort of hold the weight of the belly up off the pubic bone. That can sometimes alleviate some pain. And the other thing that's really that we spend a lot of time in the clinic doing is just educating women about why the pain is there, what's making it worse, what's aggravating it so that they can try and avoid aggravating it by doing single leg sort of activities or crossing their legs or changing the way they get in and out of the car so that they're not constantly inflaming that joint.
1: Yeah. So educating them is like a big thing. Yeah. Um, What else can they do in their day to day life?
0: So we're trying to sort of limit the amount of time that they're actually standing and walking around. If they're wearing a pelvic belt, generally they'll be able to do it for a little bit longer before it starts to get sore. But if they've got no support and their muscles aren't doing enough, then they're gonna feel pain with walking. So we need to kind of try and shorten how long they're going for walks for, whether they do a shorter one in the morning and a shorter one in the evening rather than one really long walk. Um, Walking in the water, so doing like hydrotherapy can be helpful. Um, And just, yeah, I guess knowing things to avoid. So cross, like sitting with your legs crossed, if that's a really like habitual thing that you do a lot, trying to sort of catch yourself doing that and putting both feet flat on the floor. Um, Avoiding single leg exercises is a big thing. So no step ups, no lunges, and trying to avoid things like running or on the cross trainer and things like that. And then, yeah, just simple advice in terms of day-to-day things that we're doing, like getting up out of a chair. People or women are really used to doing things really quickly and not necessarily thinking about the way that they do it. So our focus is trying to sort of, okay, plant both feet on the floor and then stand up or sit on the edge of the car seat and then swing both legs in together rather than getting in and out really quickly and flaring it up by putting a lot of weight through one leg.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really important because we know now that – Um, all the latest guidelines are for women to exercise in pregnancy Mm -hmm. and some women find that exercise is just so painful to do so I think if we find ways that they can exercise it's a good thing
0: and then the other thing that sometimes women will come in and say is that they've been doing all these single leg exercises because they wanted to get really strong and they thought that they were in pain because they were weak so then they thought they had to keep doing that exercise to try and improve their strength but unfortunately it's still continuing to aggravate that joint
1: and that makes it worse yeah so a big question is is it likely to get better in pregnancy so it kind of depends
0: um it depends on whether you're seeking treatment and whether you're actually doing all the right things to stop it from getting inflamed. Because if you can reduce the amount of irritation that the joint's getting day to day, then yes, the pain should reduce. And then if you're doing strengthening on top of that to try and get the muscles stronger, take the pressure off the joints, then yes, it should alleviate. But if you're continuing to aggravate it and you're not sure how to try and make it better, then yes, the hormones are going to continue to increase over pregnancy. And so your pelvis is going to become less and less stable. And so, yes, we do almost expect it to get slightly worse as you get bigger and the baby gets bigger, um, you're getting heavier, there's more weight sitting on top of those joints. So it's natural for it to get slightly worse.
1: Yeah. So, you've gone through a, a little bit, but what exercise is kind of safe to do? And do you assess their pelvic floor as well?
0: Yeah. So,
1: exercises
0: that keep the pelvis really symmetrical are quite safe to do. So, things like squats where you're on both legs, um, deadlifts, bridges, all those sorts of things where both heels are kind of planted through the floor and Core, core strengthening is also really good and helpful. Um, it just depends kind of what exactly you're doing as to whether or not it's it's safe and all double leg exercises are kind of what we prioritize. Yeah, And then, yeah, generally in pregnancy, we will be checking uh, pelvic floor. And we want that to continue. We want pelvic floor to be really strong because that's another stabilizer of your pelvis. If we think about your core as being a box, that pelvic floor is kind of the floor of that pelvic box. And if that's not functioning well, it's going to be putting more pressure through those pelvic joints.
1: Yeah. Do you recommend women doing Pilates? Yeah. So we run pre and postnatal
0: Pilates classes here But in general, yeah, Pilates is a really good and quite supportive way of building pelvic strength in pregnancy, um, including pelvic floor stuff, but also core and sort of glute hammy strengthening stuff that's really helpful in terms of stabilizing the pelvis. And the good thing about being on resistance machines or even in mat classes is that you can be in really supportive positions where you don't have to be in weight bearing all the time, but you can still have enough resistance to strengthen up those muscles.
1: Yeah. And I guess the biggest thing, if they're in a class that's not a pregnancy class, then they just have to be aware of not doing single leg stuff. Yes, exactly. Because people come in and they've been doing Pilates and they think that it's good. And then it's been just a general class. And then that's not being specific. yeah. Yeah. So, does pelvic girdle pain go as soon as you give birth or can it hang around?
0: It can definitely hang around, unfortunately, but sometimes it can go. So it depends how much strengthening and how strong you are during pregnancy. That's why we spend so much time doing all this strengthening stuff in pregnancy so that once the weight of the baby is off the pelvis, you've still got that muscular stability. And we hope that in continuing to strengthen in that after birth that that pain alleviates fairly quickly but if you've not done a lot of strengthening you've just been in a lot of pain in that last bit of pregnancy and then haven't gone back into doing some strengthening stuff then yeah it's likely that that pelvis is going to be still quite unstable and therefore the the pain in the joints can still hang around
1: so we say someone's given birth and they notice it's still really really sore what should they do So they should seek
0: advice from a physio, have it assessed um, because we like to take
1: strength measures.
0: We need to see how your muscles are functioning. And yeah, we might need to provide you with compression. You can wear compression shorts, belly bands, um, pelvic belts, all those sorts of things to try and provide that stability that again, if you're breastfeeding, your hormones are still gonna be changing and so that that ligament stability isn't just going to come back like that as quick just from giving birth yes there's going to be less weight sitting on the pelvis but that stability is not going to come back without those muscles being really strong
1: yeah all right thanks Heidi so pretty much that's the end of our podcast for today so if you're experiencing pelvic girdle pain um best advice is to see a physio thanks guys bye bye